Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Today on the podcast, you got all the, all the normal crew except for Ancient of Days. Aww. Wah, 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 wah. That was cute, you too. We were almost in. We were almost in. Yeah, almost. There. It was almost a harmonization there, but it's it okay. A slight delay. You know, it's. it's an, I'm effect. your echo. But you were first. You're my echo. But. <laughs> oh, that no, I'm your front echo. Good... Front front echo. Yeah, I feel like you still have to be like the main here. It's a pre-delay. I'm like, yeah. Like, okay. You're just like discipleship a, a in echo form. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I I just don't even know. I I have no idea there. All right. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you've got Kyle Wonders. Hello. You got Jennifer Bartlett. Hello. And you got Logan. <clears throat> no Rob. No Rob. Bye. So we will uh, soldier through this, and uh, I give no promises. This this has the potential to be the best of episodes. This has the potential to be the worst of episodes. It was the best of footnotes. It was the worst of. That's exactly what I was thinking. We all. It, I mean, it was low hanging fruit. Yeah, honestly, you know, I. I yeah. We'll start talking about stealing bread next. Isn't that in that story? <laughs> Something like that. <clears throat> All right. Well, as far as shortcomings go, other than missing the final footnotes of the My Part, God's Part, Their Part series, uh, I don't think Rob really had any shortcomings as far as the sermon goes. No. So he's missing this, which is a shortcoming. It is. But uh, that's because he's being a good dad. Well, uh, we so do have to give him that award. That's a thing. Uh, possible shortcut. I mean, there was the uh, throwing you guys in the tech booth for a loop by taking a drink because mm. uh, he was dying from parched mouth <laughs> mid-service. Yeah. yeah, Mike and I were like, where did he go? What, what, where is he? <laughs> and then you looked over and saw that he was... Much closer to us. <laughs> coming to the window <laughs> to grab his water bottle. Yeah. Oh. Uh, there he uh, is. So that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, other than that, not a lot... At least that I noticed. So if we did screw something up, let us know. There was the uh, joke at the beginning of the sermon that I realized I didn't cut out, where he was he was making a joke about um, not knowing what a socially distanced kiss was, mm-hmm. which I realized that when you weren't in the service or watching the whole service, it makes, makes no yep. sense. Yeah, that is a that is a reference to a lyric that I changed on an earlier worship song. So, Which well, half obviously changed. You changed yeah. oh, the yeah. lyric. You did not change the song. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it kind of made it better. It, I think it, it made know, the it, joke it, it's been It's been my running joke on, because mm-hmm. uh, there's the debate of unforeseen versus sloppy wet kiss. Which, obviously, sloppy wet is the better choice. Um, I think that uh, <laughs> they're both valid options. Way to not debate it. I, I My favorite is how my boy Crowder handles the situation. Mm-mm. He sings the song, and when he gets to that, he pulls away from the mic, and it's a choose-your-own ending. Oh, all right. Oh. Does he come back in for Kiss, or just like pulls away all the way? Uh, Yeah, mm-hmm. he just pulls away, and then he comes back in, so it's a... Uh, I mean, he, did re- he is the one who originally recorded Unforeseen, and that is. He caused is the, the whole debate, but whatever. Is. And then there's a third option of passionate. Like that's another one. That's a much better than unforeseen. No. Oh, I don't like passionate in the context. Unforeseen is kind of like 
It's a little creepy. creepy. Yeah, but I mean, how many worship songs are a little creepy? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the song In the Secret? Oh my gosh, yeah. Right? That's I want to know you. I want to see your face. I want to know you more. <laughs> I've never thought of that song that way, and I never want to again. I want to feel you. Ah, I want to know your voice. <laughs> I want to touch you. I think is another lyric in there. Like, oh man, it's, that's possibly one of the best skits I've ever seen at a camp. Was a kid got up there with a balloon that had a face drawn on it, and he did a monologue of "In the Secret," <laughs> but oh. it was the creepiest <laughs> rendition of it. I can't like hundred percent the funniest thing I've ever witnessed at a church that's camp. Cringy. Yep, it was so bad. Yuck! I couldn't. I. I. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do that song anymore. Nope. <clears throat> so, with that, uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Socially distanced, though. That's the. That is the lyric of choice during the age of Rona. Socially distanced side hug. Uh, socially, yeah. <laughs> socially distanced side hug. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a socially distanced kiss. Uh, so that means masks, and you got to be at least six feet apart. You really have to stretch. Got to leave a lot of room for Jesus. Yeah. In that, uh, nonetheless, uh, that that I think that might be the only shortcoming is the fact that we had that <clears throat> super long tangent. And maybe if, maybe that was a shortcoming unto itself. I, I don't know. <laughs> and if you can think of more shortcomings, let us know at info at missionridge.church. One day, one day I'm going to get an email and they're going to be, Kyle Wonders convinced me to send an email. <laughs> I sent an email with my frustration. That doesn't count. Never got an email back. That's why yeah. people don't re- send because an email. Because we knew it was you. I wasn't hiding it. It says from yeah. J.M. Uh-huh. Bartlett. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And did we not send you a text message in response? Yeah, Rob did. He was okay. like, what the crap is this? I okay. Like, I was like, have you listened to footnotes yet? Oh, it was the last time Rob was here. the last time here. he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's delightful. Expect, All right. Expect another email. <laughs> let's, uh, let's dive into some actual content here other than just hearing us ramble about our shenanigans. <laughs> All right. So we've been going through this uh, my part, their part, God's part. God's part, their part, in some order. Way, it's only been 10 weeks. It's only been 10 weeks. I'm mm-hmm. confused <laughs> as to the order of things now. There was a blank slide involved, yeah. and it messed everything up in my brain. But nonetheless, my part, God's part, their part. So we've been talking about this in discipleship. And so the question to pose is, what has been your favorite part of this series? Hmm. What has been your favorite part of this series? God's part. <laughs> 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 all right Please y'all expand. that's been this episode of footnotes <laughs> logan is done i'm out jeez <laughs> oh, i deserve that, that was... oh zing no i think i think my favorite part of this has been the process of clarifying and distinguishing the various parts um between specifically the 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 my part versus God's part and and clarifying what I'm responsible for. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a, that's possibly my favorite element of this, of this series thus far. Um, Now the conversations that have come out of that are probably really what, 
what I enjoy, mm-hmm. not just the the coming up with my part or whatever, but the actual conversations that have generated from that concept right. and distinguishing between those two. I think that's probably my favorite part. Yeah, I was going to say hearing people wrestle through like the questions and how they do discipleship and how they can do it better. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed that. Like we I think each of us have had a conversation with somebody about a part that really hit home in the series and just um how they need to adapt and change how they do discipleship because of it. So Yeah. I also concur. But I'm tempted to say that my favorite part was the blank slide. Ooh. Like I know it's it's cliche because that was like what you guys were going for. But I kinda like that part a lot because all the entire series I was like, well, this is a really good series, but I feel like we're kinda not focusing on like the idea that sometimes their part is nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they hit me with it. And I, I'll be honest, guys, like you you heard it happen. On footnotes, you heard it happen. They overhyped this sermon so much i was they kept hyping it up they were like oh n- this, this final sermon this final sermon <laughs> rod I w- was pretty stoked for it mm-hmm. i went in thinking that it was going to be overhyped and it would be good but it wouldn't be like a three weeks worth of hype good but then they hit me with that blank slide and i was like well there you go it wasn't overhyped that was good <laughs> yeah i like the blank slide a lot i think it really hit home and I'm, the entire sermon was pretty good i don't know i think last week this week was probably my favorite week mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> There is a point where, because I was running the live stream this week, and you're like, hey, go to picture in picture. And I was like a mess in the like <laughs> tech room. And I was like, shut up, Logan. I'm having a moment with God. <laughs> I don't think I told you about that. No, I told Rob. <laughs> <That's fantastic>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like literally like bawling. And you're like, go to picture in picture. I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now how can that not be your favorite part then oh, oh because i don't know i'm a relational person i so mean cute. yeah the conversations were good too care group was pretty good b- both yeah. are favorites I'm, both yeah. are favorites can cherry's good and favorites? grape is good both I'm, are favorites okay. <laughs> okay. i can get behind this <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> yeah. oh jen having a having a breakdown in the in the tech booth that's fantastic no, I, I that that was a that was a good that was a good play. I, I think that was that was a good idea for sure to use the blank slide. Um I'm glad that I'm glad that worked. Uh for those of you that might not know or I don't know if you've missed the sermon or something like that, but we the their part this week was blank. Cause it it wasn't a it's not about it's not about their part this week for sure. Uh and it's not that you can get their part confused with no, you just need to focus on your part. Uh, submitting everything to Jesus there. So, fantastic. Good stuff there. Uh, if you have a favorite part Let us that we know. didn't mention, throw it up on our Facebook page and start a comment war. Ooh, there yeah. we go. That's really what I want. Is, or now Instagram. I, I, yeah. Or I suppose you could do it on Marco Polo, but Facebook. Facebook I mean, comment yeah. war. I'm there for it. The Marco Polo te- has a tendency to get into wars, but if we can get it on Facebook, well, let's let's get a let's get a debate going over this favorite part of the series. Debacle. <clears throat> Fantastic. All right. So, uh, in Matthew chapter 25, our boy Jesus 
is uh, telling some parables. My phone's going zing-a-dang. Anyway, uh, my boy Jesus is telling some parables. One of the parables that he tells in, in Matthew 25 is the parable of the talents. We're familiar with this parable, right? Mm-hmm. We got the, the, the man that gives his servants uh, various different uh, amounts of talents, one talent, five talents, ten talents, etc. And then they all either are smart with it or one of them buries it, the one with the least amount. Uh, he buries this small little amount. And in verse 24, his reason for burying this, uh, he verse 24, he says, And the one who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. Verse 25, he says, And I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. And I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. I was afraid. This fear. <clears throat> and so one of the things that kind of that kind of pops into our mind here is it, the cost of discipleship is, is scary. Mm-hmm. The, the concept of paying the cost, and, and Rob brought this, you know, obviously Rob's talking about this in the sermon with the, the various people that Jesus is interacting with, that he's calling them to either, you know, give up their, their behor right, uh, give up their, go sell everything, uh, whatever, whatever the cost is for them, they're afraid to pay this cost. And... <clears throat> One of this 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 idea of I, I knew you were a hard, I was afraid mm-hmm. because I knew you were a hard master. I was afraid to do what I'd been called to do. I, I was afraid to go out and take this risk because of whatever. Um, now, there was a quote uh, by Tim Keller. Uh, there's a tweet. Let me find it. The fear, if I obey God, there you go. I will not be happy. This is the same lie that Satan told in the garden. There you go. Which I think ties in with this of this fear that we talk about, right? Uh, the fear of whether it's the fear of the, you know, we fear that God might be mean, mm-hmm. right? The, the, that's what the servant, the, he's calling him a hard, right? right? Sowing where he doesn't, where he didn't plant, reaping where he didn't sow, etc. Um, or what? Reaping where he didn't sow and gathering, gathering where he, where he scattered didn't no seed. seed. Right. Like sowing where he didn't plant. What? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I haven't had enough. Haven't had enough coffee this afternoon. Nonetheless, um, this idea that God's going to be a, he's just going to be a big me, right? Mm-hmm. And how often does the fear of that how does that that how does that affect us? Right. How does that stop me from going out and paying the cost? Because I'm afraid, and and Keller nails it on the head. He says because I'm afraid that if I do what God asks, I won't be happy. I won't be happy if I do what God asks, and that's not. I mean, that's never been. Well, I guess there is the there is the the concept people will say that God doesn't care if you're happy or God's not in it to make you happy, mm-hmm. uh, but to bring you joy, right? 
that which <clears throat> all right that's a fair that's a fair conversation to have i suppose right. however within this concept of i'm going to be missing out right. on something i'm going to be my life will not be as good if i uh follow and submit to this this cost mm-hmm. that god is asking and that really is the lie of the garden that somehow what god is is calling them to is not somehow eve is missing out mm-hmm. right that she she can achieve more and it would be better her way that's it's we're in the same we have the same struggle when we when we weigh the cost of discipleship yeah which brings us to our next question uh the cost of following what's a what's a time where you've paid that or you've seen that paid and i i know for if you if this is a an example of yours what i would follow this is it w- was it worth it hmm. was it worth it i know for me i'll give you guys a second to process <clears throat> but for myself there's definitely been, I mean, there's obviously some, there's some real obvious calls uh, and cost. You know, I'm in Missoula planting a church. There was some cost involved with moving over here. Right. Uh, Rob mentioned it in the sermon, the cost of, you know, for him and his family, like they sacrificed to get over here and do that. And they put, you know, it, it legitimately cost them um, to come do what God was calling them to do. <clears throat> same for, same for myself. Uh, going into ministry, I had to give up. I had to give up plans that I had made, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought they were great plans. Uh, and then God showed me that they weren't great plans, and He had different plans. Uh, doesn't mean that I was happy about them. <laughs> Does not mean that I was happy about giving those up because uh, they were mine. Dang it! Mm-hmm. Um, so that those are those are examples of that. There's there's been. There's opportunities, and not just within the large, because those are all kind of large, right? Those are big, life-changing. But within day-to-day choices, even, right. there is a cost to following Jesus that I have to pay. There are decisions that I make, and I have to ask my... It's the WWJD, almost, in right. a cliche... Oh, man, so cliche manner right. of, it, can I do this? I want to do this. Should I do this? Can I flip the guy off who just cut me off? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, you know. Can I get road ragey? Like, yeah. Can I get road ragey? Can I chew out this person? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all sorts of ethical, moral decisions, right? In your day-to-day life that I get to make decisions on. Mm-hmm. And they all are... I think they I think that that's a fair thing to say. Yeah, no. That's part of the cost. Yep. Do you get to cheat on your taxes? Do you get to make the aggressive business deal that's going to hurt somebody? Do you get to do you know, etc. Right. Do you how do you spend your money? On what do you spend your money? The entertainment you ingest. Etc. These are all small things that affect the cost of you know, that. I would say are part of the cost of of following. Yeah, I would agree. 
Hmm. Where have, have you have you guys seen that? Where have you guys seen that play out? I mean, I had an answer, but then you said the small stuff, and now I want to think more about small stuff. But I'll just say my answer first. So, <laughs> um, being me, Kyle Wonders, staunch atheist of seventeen years, um, I had built an identity for myself, and that identity was that religion was stupid, and the the people at my high school knew that, or at least knew that, that was my opinion. Um, there was a I don't know. Like I, I, I definitely didn't hide that I was an atheist, and I think I made it clear. And then, um, you know, finding God and finding Jesus, converting to Catholic, not Catholicism, <laughs> Christianity. Um, there was a sh- bit of an identity shift, and I, there's plenty of times in the uh, latter, mm. mostly senior year, but uh, some of junior year too, where I had to like sacrifice a part of my identity I had built and allow myself to not be ridiculed, but be criticized. And there was something there just because in being someone who was so strongly of the atheist mindset and then going to a Christian mindset, you receive a lot of criticism for, Mm -hmm. for everything you do because wait, aren't you a Christian now? That type of stuff. So I, I guess that was kind of a cost I had to pay and now I'm going to ponder more smart, small things and possibly respond again. <laughs> awesome. Man, I I mean, I think of the little micro cost, sure. um, which um, like becoming a pregnancy center director is a big cost. But then like on your daily life, like you have to make choices that are honoring god like um like road rage that could be one of my donors so don't cut him off like <laughs> mm, like could be a donor that could be a person that just needs to come in mm-hmm. yeah so <clears throat> how i interact with the community shows uh, people christ and yep. like um and i think that that's true for every christian but there's a level of when you are in leadership. Yeah, I think that that it, it expands or it magnifies? magnifies. Magnifies. It magnifies the degree to which you are under the spotlight. Right. Like if you go to a restaurant on Saturday and treat the waitress like a jerk, and then on Sunday morning she comes to your church. Oof. Oof. Right. There's an example of Christ, not. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, there's also, it's funny because we always use this example of like, well, what if I follow Christ and he calls me to Africa? And I'm like, yes, I want to go to there. <laughs> it's like, yes, and amen. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Uh, so, all about that, huh? Yeah. When Rob said that on Sunday, I looked to the tech booth hoping to see Jen bouncing with joy. I did not see that, and I was very sad. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll try to do better next time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you mentioned it. Like, There's a cost of giving up what you hope. Like, becoming a foster parent, I've given up things that I hope would have happened. Mm. Um, 
And so, and it's worth the cost because I know that I have no doubt that God called me to that, but I'm also, there's the, there was a moment of grieving. Okay. So this gets removed. Like, yeah. So it's the, in order to pick up the cross and follow, I have to set down the the things that I'm carrying. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I, you know, I would say it is worth, at least in my experience, it's been worth it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had some, you know, I've got fantastic ideas that I could do with my life. Um, but I, I would say that I, I had no idea. If you would have told me, would have told me six years ago that I would have been a pastor I would have said you're crazy if you would have told me. I guess it, maybe it's seven years ago now. I don't know before I got on this roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but if you would have told me, you know, six years ago that I was going to be planting a church, I would have had you committed. <laughs> like <laughs> you, 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 you got me out your mind. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, no, wouldn't have, wouldn't have, and in Missoula, Montana, no, wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Um, hanging out with Kyle Wonders, never would have known, never would have known. I mean, Seven years ago, I was a child. What a, he's possibly still a child, well, but arguably, most what a fantastic turn of events. <laughs> what a fantastic turn of events. So, worth it, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, easy, absolutely not. Oh, I, not easy at all. The cost is high. Yeah. It is gut-wrenching and painful and exhausting, but it is worth it. But you know what the good news is? Oh, what is the good news? We never run out of spiritual dollars. There's times where our spiritual bank account feels empty, but it's a self-fulfilling bank account. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And it will, like, you know, the more time you spend with God, talking to God, living God's life, the more your spiritual bank account begins to fill. And so the cost, while yes, it's high, it's not impossible. Oh man, Kyle. (laughs) That was so, that was, I was not expecting that. (laughs) Oh, that was, that was, that was the perfect amount of cliche and absolutely correct. (laughs) Oh man. I think I like that. Nailed it. I feel like that should be a bumper sticker. However, I, I will cue in on this. Okay. You don't you never run out of spiritual dollars if you continue to be connected. Right. Like well, that was no, it, yeah, I mean yeah, a critical the, component of my yeah, like, spiritual dollars is spending commu- yeah, you uh, having stay, community with God. Yeah, you gotta stay connected to the ATM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to speak. Uh the wireless transaction. <clears throat> like you gotta you gotta keep that you gotta keep that line open with God, otherwise yeah. you do get depleted. Yes. Uh but that might be a that might be a sign. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you're running out of uh, emotional spiritual chips to spend, uh, maybe reevaluate. Am I filling up properly? Mm-hmm. That could be a thing. If the cost feels too high, it might just be that you're you're not digging deep enough there. That could be a thing. That could be a thing. Cool. Well, I have. <clears throat> 
this and this could just go. We don't know how this is going to end. We don't. We. I just don't know how this one's going to go. I have a thought. I had a thought. He did a he thing. He has a thought. <gasps> Actually, it was probably a couple of thoughts. Oh but man. I was listening to a teaching on a couple of parables. <coughs> a couple of parables earlier in Matthew, previously in the, previously on Matthew, <laughs> uh, back in chapter thirteen. Oh man. Back Wait, in I gotta 13. flip my virtual Bible. Uh, you're aiming for 13, verse 44 and 45, 46. We've got two incredibly short parables here. Jesus is hitting, uh, he's hitting a bunch of people with a bunch of parables over the course of chapter 13 here, which I think, spoiler teaser alert, mm-hmm. I think in January, we are working through parables. Ooh. After Christmas, we're going to start working on some parables. Are we? Uh-huh. Uh yeah you weren't you weren't there for that one or maybe we just didn't tell you but you heard Oof. it here you heard it here I, I, I knew something before Jen knew something and this eight, makes me eight. happy inside oh man take that Jen <laughs> wow I didn't realize Kev- Kyle there's <laughs> well, a lot if of I, if I change his name then he'll really be pissed <laughs> <Yeah>. at me <laughs> so uh, hostile man so competitive fantastic <laughs> I am discipling him well. <clears throat> <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, yeah, no, we're we're looking at parables in in January. If I, that's, I'm pretty sure that's what we're doing. Uh, so, anyway, we're here in in thirteen, and Jesus is hitting them with some parables. We've got, uh, let's see here, previously in thirteen, the sower and the soils, which we've talked about. One of my favorites there, um, the tares among the wheat, where he talks about the you know the tares are in the field and. And at the end of that, allow both to grow until the harvest. In the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather up the tares and bind them into bundles, and then, and then you burn the, the tares and the wheat gets saved, right? Uh, and then the mustard seed, which Rob talked a little bit about the mustard seed in this in this series somewhat, uh, about the kingdom of God. And then we talk about the leaven, and he explains a little bit of a parable. But here we come to 44 and 45. And so as Rob was talking about about these things in the sermon, it, it was it was triggering in my brain about these. Um, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then in verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine per- fine pearls, and upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. <clears throat> and then we get this next one with the dragnet, you kept gathering every fish of every kind, uh, and it was filled. They drew it up on the beach, which somebody could maybe do a little, little, little research and compare this to John twenty-one that we talked about in care group this week. Just saying, fish of every kind. <laughs> You know, 100, 153 might be a thing that mm-hmm. somebody could dig into if they wanted to. Just saying that. So throw that one out there for anybody who's feeling... feeling. Uh, I feel like that might get caught. Feeling it. Oh, man. <sighs> Yikes. You do these stupid puns all the time. <laughs> Let me have one. <laughs> Rob, when are you coming back? <laughs> Anyway, so we got our hidden, our hidden treasure. He finds this treasure in a field, sells everything to buy the field. 
and the pearl of great value. Finds this pearl of great value, sells everything he has to buy this pearl. Now, in these in these parables previously, uh, the the man in the parable. It, when you read this initially, it would be the 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 first thought: who would who would be who's who's the guy? Mm-hmm. Like when you're hearing this parable, Kyle, who are you? In the parable, who am I? Yeah, where are you in the like? Who who's the who's the man? Who are the characters? Like who's the man? Who's the field? What's going on? How would you break down that first parable? Oh man, way to throw me on the spot here. Um, I don't. You're gonna do fine. You're I, gonna do fine. I don't think I'm the guy. Okay. I don't think I'm. I mean, I'm inherently part of the field. I think I am a stalk of grass in the field. Oh, because I am just one part of a larger thing. I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting heaven. you. I was not expecting this. You've you've defy expectations. I should know better by now. Most people, when they hear this parable, are gonna guess that they are. They're gonna they're gonna read themselves into the man. Mm-hmm. No, right. This would. This would be the, the standard kind of Christianese reading well, yeah. of this, like the kingdom of heaven, right? And and you're supposed to you found you found this field and uh, joy. You you sell all you have and you go buy buy this field, or seeking fine pearls. You sell all, right? You got to sacrifice everything mm-hmm. for this pearl of great price. Um, however, <clears throat> however, the the teaching that I was hearing on this. Uh, from my boy Marty Solomon, got some fascinating teachings on these, uh, but he ties this back to Ezekiel sixteen, verses one through seven, and in these verses out of Ezekiel, which are a little risque, dare I say, apparently re- Ezekiel gets a gets a risque reading every once in a while, oh. uh, but nonetheless, God finds treasure in a field, so if that. Like doesn't immediately. That would. There, there's a there's a hot connection right Mm -hmm. there. So the takeaway that that Marty has here is that you are the pearl. And I agree. I agree completely with this. Oh. You're the poor. You're the pearl. You're the you're the treasure in the field. God's or God's people, because he he's talking about God finds treasure in the field in in Ezekiel. He's talking about his people. Mm Hmm. Uh, and how much he delights in them. You're the pool. You're the pearl. You're the treasure in the field, possibly. And there's no length God wouldn't go. He, he there's no length that he wouldn't go to. Right. For you, which I don't know if that sounds like the gospel. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little reckless love in there. Maybe going. a little reckless love. They're like yeah. there's no length. There's no, there's nothing that he wouldn't. So. He's going after the one from the 99. He sells all that he has and buys that field. Mm-hmm. Sacrifices everything to buy the one. So, and you're like, Logan, how did we get there from here? <laughs> Here's how. When we're talking about the cost, we're called to be disciples of Jesus. We're called to follow Christ's example in this. If this is the example that God sets before us, this is the example that he has for, and he, he doesn't worry about tearing out and and separating and worrying, well, yeah, we got discernment, but we don't need to be judging people in this. He's just, we're just called to be in the field. That's the my part, right, with the tares and the wheat. 
But in this, God is willing to go to such extreme lengths for us. Hmm. Like the cost of discipleship that Christ paid compared to anything that I could be called to give up. Right. Like anything that I'm called to, or at least thus far, <laughs> has paled in comparison. Right. Right. And then we, we talk about Peter on the beach. What is, it, what is Peter called to? He's called to death eventually. Right. Right? Uh, tradition has him that he was crucified by the Nero. That's the first name that popped into my head. Maybe. Something like that. Uh, and crucified upside down, nonetheless. But right. that was by his choice. Right. Church tradition would, would say this. Um, that he's called to, called to this. Right? This is the cost that he's called to pay. And he does so willingly. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Um, so the, this, this when I when I hear these parables, it the idea that the cost the cost is worth it. Right. That's what I hear. The cost of sacrifice, the cost for being a witness for God, the cost of discipling people, the cost of following Christ, is all very very worth it. Because that's the example that we have. Right. Because we're called to be in a kingdom with a God that would model like that. Mm, That's so good. "Hmm." That's a thing. Now, like, I've probably, and because these these parables are a hot mess of intertwined, like, uh, so I've probably dropped some things in here, and you're going to be like, ah, what? Very possible. Uh, so you'll be okay, because like I said, we're going to come back and talk about some of these maybe in January, uh, and or you can just come talk to me, and we'll talk about it sometime. Schedule uh, a meeting. Schedule a meeting by at emailing at .church. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Fantastic. So if you're like, this is heresy, uh, I don't know. I doubt I doubt you'll do that. But anyway, <laughs> that's... Uh, if you do. If you do, I want to hear about it. Fantastic! I'll buy I'll buy you, I'll buy you coffee to hear about your heresy, or my heresy. I'll buy you coffee so you can tell me about my heresy. Let's cool. just make it the heresy or the heresy. How you're a heretic? Maybe, possibly. Heretical uh, thoughts. We just we just don't know. Nonetheless, cost of discipleship. There you go. Big That's stuff. About, about all I got. I feel like it's pretty good. Fantastic, fantastic. It's been a fun series. Talking yes, about my yes. part. Talking about God's part. Talking about their part, yeah, nine times. <laughs> nine times out of ten, we talk about their part. <laughs> I think this may be my favorite Mission Ridge series yet. Ooh, not that oh. I've only been here for two, oh, but man. this one does beat Sabbath for me. <laughs> 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 ah, both of those uh, are like big topics, though. We've ca- covered some yeah. hard stuff in the last. It's been a, it's been a good fall. Yeah. yeah, it's been a good fall. Man, we got Advent coming up this week. Oh, it's gonna be so good. We got the prequel. Advent. The prequel. You're like, what? Advent doesn't start till after Thanksgiving. No, it starts before. <laughs> Does we now. Do what we want here at Mission Ridge. <laughs> now this this might be. I haven't talked to Logan about this yet, Ooh. but the way Rob hyped up the prequel, it sounds very interactive. Oh man, just saying. It. I'm it, not saying it has to be. It but could I'm just be. saying he kind of made it interactive. What did? He, hang, he said it was gonna be a new thing that you might not expect. 
and it was going to be in a new form or something like that. I don't know. I um, remember feeling interactive. Oh, no. Rob, he, what have you done? When was he talking about this? In the beginning. I don't know. Maybe I'm foot um, shortcomings right now. No, I I know what he's. Oh man, I think he get. I think he was telling you something that we were thinking about, and I, I don't know if I'm doing that now. But well, oh, I'm man. hoping for interactivity. It'll be, I'll be okay without it. But I think the listeners Just and you would both enjoy game or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Can oh we play gosh. games of the week? <laughs> I think I think what what Rob was possibly hinting at was the con- we had talked about it being a musical sermon. Whoa. Let, let's clarify this. We had talked about it in the sense of, I think Rob had an idea. And we discussed <laughs> Rob's ideas on this podcast before. And this was not his one good idea a year. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> okay, it, but, to be fair, like musical musicals are great. Musical episodes of shows like Psych, the musical episode is fantastic. Scrubs, the musical one. episode is fantastic. The amount of effort... You to do a do musical, uh, to do a musical sermon, I just don't know if that's uh, in the cards. I mean, we just, but we never know. It's yeah, only, it's possible. It's, it's only, only Tuesday. Tuesday. It's only Tuesday, so we could by Sunday, it could be a musical. <laughs> I'm shaking should. my head now. <laughs> I want that to be a thing someday, though. I mean, someday maybe. Someday, we have to say it in a musical voice. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> dang it. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Uh, be someday, my friends will come. What is that? How that goes? I don't know. Someone. Anyway. Oh wow. Uh, someday, my prince. Isn't someday my prince will come? That's a song, right? That's yeah. a Disney song. Yeah, I heard parents, and I was like, "What? Oh, I, <laughs> are your right. parents coming? In we have soon? completely <laughs> devolved here." But how's uh, the run, Mike? Huh? How's the run, Mike? Yeah, we're just going to keep talking until Mike passes. Is he still running? It's winter now. I, I mean, he still posts about running sometimes. Oh, yeah, he's still And it's 42 today. Like, he oh, could yeah. be out for a run. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Keep running, Mike. Running keep running. Weather. Anyway. Uh, yep, so Advent this weekend. Feel free to join us for services. Register online at missionridge.church. Go to our events page and hit the register for service. Link on there. There's an 8.30 and a 10.30. Do it. Plenty of space in the 8.30. Lots of space there for you and anyone else you want to bring along with you. So mm-hmm. we'll see you this weekend. Start an Advent and uh, catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. See y'all later, homies. Oh, man, I messed that up. See, see you later, homies. <laughs> You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge Podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.